This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! No, I'm fucking not. That was a welcome, wasn't it? Good evening. I'll say good evening. Um, you are watching and listening to Leicester Till I Die. Unfortunately, you're not watching or listening via Twitter because for the second time, uh, Twitter isn't working. Um, so if uh, hopefully I've just asked Brad to stick a comment for me onto Twitter, uh, advising people to come onto YouTube. 
you can watch it if you can bear to watch us on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Please give us a subscribe. We uh, um, charity support for the channel and it really does help us. And if you are listening to this on catch up because you've gone to bed and uh, hidden under the quilt, I know the feeling. Um, and you're catching up on this on Spotify, Google, or even Apple iTunes. Thank you for listening on those. This is where you can find. <laughs> on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. How how do you sum that performance up? <laughs> it was. You can have one of Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. What is it about I mean, I, Nippon? I don't know if you win yet or not. If you you, you asked me the other day, uh, I think it was on the preview show, who I hated more: Arsenal, Spurs, or Chelsea. I'm going to change my mind. It's Spurs. I I just. Harry Kane, he's got one of those faces you just want to punch. You just want to walk up to him and punch him. <laughs> I, When he puts on an England shirt, yeah, he's all right, but I hate him. I hate him. I hate him as much as I hate Carrie Matheson on uh, Homeland, if anybody's watched Homeland on Netflix, because she's bloody annoying as well. But at least I can... Uh, <laughs> she's only lasted nine seasons. I mean, what? what I mean, Brendan... We were under the cosh. We were defending. I know we haven't got a full team out, but how can you be 2-1 up with, what, seconds to go almost and lose 3-2? How? Tell me, how does that work? It was Sunday League, sorry, yeah, Sunday League defending uh, out there. Um, I, I just don't get it. Can you not close a game out? You know, you take off our only striker and you bring on, yeah, okay, you bring on Barnes and, and he, he had his moments, but he's not a striker. He's not an out-and-out striker. Dacker, who's got the pace when we needed it, you took him off, you stupid manager. What the bloody hell were you thinking? I mean, the only th- the only credit I'll give you today, uh, Brendan, is the fact that he didn't bring Perez on. I suppose that was a saving grace for you. But, I mean, 2-3 two, two, up. Sorry, 2-1 up, and we lost 2-3. I just, I mean, I'm literally writing this season off because we're not going to do anything. We're going to say goodbye to Yuri. I mean, at the end, Yuri, what were you doing? You want to play for a Champions League club with a fucking pass like that at the end, giving the ball away, you don't deserve to. You can go and play for Yeovil. It was absolutely dire. You call yourselves professional footballers. Professional footballers. Yeah. Professional footballers don't let a 2-1 um, a lead slip. You don't, I, I, was, I was joking about this with Man United, uh, about they couldn't look after dogs because they can't hold on to the lead. We've obviously gone to the same dog school. 
I mean, I just, I mean, I'm just going to go. I haven't authorized any posts on um, uh, on a, on my Facebook group at the moment, which of course is Lester Till I Die, if you're on Facebook and you want to join us. But I'm just going to read the comments out and then I'll, I'll up them later. Eddie Hall, well, that is one of our games in hand gone for Burton. I don't think we could have even beaten Burton. See what I did there? Sarah Louise Barrett. Absolutely disgusting. That should have been a red card straight send-off. And then did you see what he did to Schmeichel in goal? Just ran straight at him and ran straight into him. And then jumping over the barrier, didn't Vardy get done for that? Technically assaulted the steward too by pulling his hat off him. I think I think she's a bit annoyed. But it was John Moss was the was the ref, and you know he's as much use as as, <laughs> as much use as a fart in a spacesuit, isn't he? Um and after all that, all the telepundits can do is say how brilliant Spurs were. Well, they weren't. They were good that first half. And and Brad's got his own thoughts on this. So I don't, I'm not going to steal his thunder here. But, you know, that first half, we were lucky. We scored our goal against the run of play with a certain Mr. Daka, who then Brendan in his wisdom took off. Um, but, yeah, they, they, <laughs> Tottenham weren't good. We were just absolutely shit. Uh, two goals in 79 seconds. I don't know why not end match at 2-2. When the Foxes kick off again after 2-2, it should end the match. How can it play over 95 minutes? Injury time, I guess. Um, Kevin Ties, I just can't believe what I've seen. Winning two ones with second to end. And then within 60 seconds later, 2-3. What the hell happened? It's Leicester, I guess, isn't it? Uh, Jason Bateman, Wow. Can it get any worse? Our defence is a shambles. First thought was we're doing all right. I'm lost for words. I tell you something. I mean, we know it's not a proper defence we've got back there. I mean, Hamza did did okay. Um, say that say that it was on a booking, uh, and of course, that's the guard. Let, let let's move on. Um, yeah, Darren Fundley. What the fuck? Seb Gibbs. What utter capitulation. We did so well only to throw it away. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I tell you what, it is like, it is like telling your children off. I'm not angry at you. You can see Brendan now, can't you, in the changing room. I'm not angry with you guys. I'm just very, very disappointed. Mm. <laughs> I'd be laughing if that was it. I actually can't deal with this, says Spencer Clark. There is no way I'm sleeping tonight after that. How can you lose a game when you're winning in the 95th minute? Tell you what, how do you do it? You call yourselves Leicester City. Does the ref know he's got a watch? Asked Jack Lenton. Darren, uh, David Bates, the last two minutes was embarrassing and people wonder why our players want to leave. I tell you what, who would want to buy our players on that on that performance? Who would want to buy them? In fact, that's the only good thing about the fact that we're having a bad season. Last year, we could have probably lost half the team. This year, nobody would want them. Nobody would want them. Christopher Sean Smith, we suck big time. Craig Shepherd and yes, Spurs, what the fuck, for fuck's sake. Um, Craig Shepard, Vestergaard first goal, two, two central defenders came beats him in the air. Vestergaard first goal, two CD, oh, he's repeated himself. Jason again, what a game that was. Massive not only 2-1, but players were smiling. Football today was fantastic. Bit perfect, but did so well. Three points, I have to say, Chowdhury is impressive. I think... I think, Jason, you actually posted that <laughs> before the end of the game. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> um, 
and then just after that, uh, there are older posts that um, thing. But I tell you what, you know what we've given? We've also given Spurs a few more bragging rights. 94 minutes and 52 seconds. Tottenham have beaten Leicester despite trailing after 94 minutes and 52 seconds. Overtaking Manchester City 3, QPR 2 in May 2012, which was 91 minutes 14 seconds, as the latest the team has been losing but gone on to win a Premier League match. Up to Joe. It's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. <laughs> And I think I was going to be the nicest one. This is the preview show. Uh, sorry, the preview show. The post-match show. That's how angry I am. And we're going to get Brad in straight after this. It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris, with and, Chris Brad and Brad on Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. That's how I feel, Brad. I'm sure your rant's going to be worse than mine. Let me just catch up on a few comments before you uh, before you go. And thank you for being so patient. Um, uh, David, no, sorry, Dead Cheddar. No, I can still always say that's a bit of a cheesy name. Elation to bury in my head. If I was a lot older than I am, that match would have killed me off via a heart attack. I, I, I walked out when we were 2-1 up because I had my usual I-need-to-walk-the-dog moment. Good job I haven't got a dog. I'd have probably kicked him. Um, <laughs> Facebook user, game was all right till the end. Dan, I love you, mate. I love you, brother. Pop the, <laughs> Got the popcorn ready. Here's two pounds. Grab yourself a bag. Mate, after your news today, I really do appreciate that. And, mate, you know, I'm always here to talk if you need me at all. And uh, don't don't get yourself down. Just give me a buzz. Uh, Facebook user Beyond Words. Tillman Hart's not in it anymore. He was just, he was just a get. I, I think he is. I think his heart is totally in it. But I think he just had a bad game today. Rogers. Well, it's carnage. No excuses left. Uh, Tillemans won't be staying. I don't think this game was made any difference. I think he decided that anyway. Um, Facebook user says, before people start moaning about the extra extra time and where it came from, it was our players who got it added on by going down and time-wasting. Can't blame the ref for that result. We just didn't manage the game. David S. Hello, Chris. Hello, David. The worst ending to a Leicester game in recent memory. Mm, Watford playoff semi-final. Uh, to lose two goals in extra time is unforgivable. I don't blame Rodgers today. Yuri was awful. Blame the lack of battle of the players. James Dunlop, evening, Chris. What the hell happened there? Well, I can't wait to get for Brad to get his board out. I'll tell you, that is going to be really interesting. Uh, B. Crom, if I ever see Vestergaard in a Leicester City game again, I'm going to stop being a Leicester City fan. I've been a diehard fan since 2015. Um Sorry, two one up, couple of minutes to go. Poor man management. Um, hate bloody Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> Not as much as I hate Harry Kane. Um, you've got your badges, Steve. 
And you know, I, I think that's a private conversation going on between two. Mike, good evening, sir. Good win for you tonight. Was it 2-0 did it end over Brentford? Uh, we needed one favour from you, for fuck's sake. Hey, you didn't do us any favours the other season. Uh, Facebook user Brendan Rogers fault or the team's fault. I'm sure Brad will have a thought on that. James Dunlop. Uh, evening, James. How the hell are you? Welcome along. Uh, and evening to Brad as well. Facebook user on a positive note, and there's not many, JJ looks strong. It was nice. That is the one good thing. JJ is back. I mean, I think people are a little bit annoyed, Brad. I lost my words, mate. Because I should be, what I should be doing, right, and what I planned on doing at about 94 and a half minutes was... I'm going to be talking about how Leicester defended scrappily, resolutely at times, in great numbers, showed passion, quite literally threw their bodies on the line, rode more luck than the Irish, and was somehow going to give Spurs the Liverpool treatment in one of another great smash and grabs, as it would have gone down in, and Pretty sure that was the score at 94 and a half minutes. And then it all yeah. went to shit. And it all went to shit so quickly that we didn't even see them score the winner. Like, before we had time to process that we chucked away two points, we chucked them all away. And I'm, I'm, the one thing I'm going to say is people do need to maybe just take a breather and let this result sink in and the actual overall performance. Because to a point, what I've just said was completely right. For 90, 93 and a half minutes, I had my hands to my face like this watching it through my phone. And I'm sure every Leicester fan around the world was watching it in bated breath but was thinking exactly the same. It might have been scrappy, it might have been lucky, but it was damn near resolute and everybody was putting the bodies in front of the line no matter how up against it we were. And until that disaster, until that 80 seconds, we were all walking out like King Power going, I don't believe it. Can get in. That was brilliant. It was we earned that luck. Just like we said that against Liverpool. And then that, I can't explain that. I can't explain who gets to blame for that because I just I think it's one of them freak it but well, it is, it is, isn't it, mate? It happened eight seconds. It's one of them freak incidents in football. I don't actually think the whole entire performance was embarrassing because it wasn't. At the end of the day, until that freak incident, Harry Kane was having pot shots from 35 yards out. So don't tell me all of a sudden it was an embarrassment thing and then the Spurs were all over us. It was just a freak 80 seconds of football. And I think that's the only way you can process that game. Spurs were better than us. Spurs created the better chances throughout the 90 minutes, granted. But we had the more we were more, more clinical. Until that 80 seconds. We had 80 seconds of football completely throw our season in the bin, potentially. Because now the gap to Europe's just meh. And all of a sudden you're thinking, oh no, we can't keep playing like this because this might happen again. And I mean, it can't do that. It can't do that in the dressing room. And it certainly can't get like that with the fans. But I am just so. I, I am currently. I'm currently having a Twitter spat, by the way, you guys, um, with uh, the Sussex Hotspur. Um, and he sort of went. Um, what a result. Come on, you Spurs. Is that Leicester being the bottle jobs? To which I replied, 
Well, we've never, we are not as big a bottlers as Spurs over the years. Cough, hashtag Champions League, which, of course, they bottled a big time when they got to it. How long did they, did they take to, to, to let a goal in? <laughs> Sussex Hotspur, I can't be doing with you. Um, I, we didn't deserve to, to be 2 1 up. Let's be honest with you. Had Spurs got the shooting boots on, we that would have been that first half would have been another Man City, wouldn't it? Yeah, I said to you at half time when you put the, you know, to be fair, just about the right result. I, I nearly spit my coffee out, mate, because we were that. That was. Well, I think what I, I didn't word it very well, but what I meant was. I know what you meant. Getting the equaliser. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, know, I know how you meant yeah. it. That's yeah. why I did. That's why I said things. What you know? What I commented. You knew it was tongue in cheek, but the, yeah. you know when you first see it and you don't see who puts it. I was it like, who's tweeted that? That's yeah. like, like, you know. I took it, took it as it was, but yeah. I was like, no, we were not in that first half. We 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 no. stole a march on Spurs and showed them what you're supposed to do when you get chances. Because let's face it, we didn't get many. No. And, you know, as much as Spurs cost themselves, the Leicester's biggest problem was they didn't get many and they had to take advantage of all of them. And Leicester had two other chances. Let's not forget. Barnes could have got on the score sheet tonight. I'm, I've always been a bit of a whinger of always consistently trying to side foot it into the net. I get it. I do appreciate it. And sometimes it's very much more needed than putting your laces through it. But they, him and Madison both did have clear chances to put that game to bed. And whether we deserved it or not, whether we were the better team having more chances or not, it would have been redundant at that point. And we had the chance to make it redundant. It is about um, taking your chances, and we did, yeah. and they and they haven't. Yeah, and it, and in that stoppage time, we made a silly pass just as just as the defender had just started to come across the line to play that early pass from that set piece. They still attempted to pass it and completely mm. took it out. They should have, you know. There's there's a way you man managed the end of the game, and the way we did it. I'm not going to say anything about Jewsbury Hall going down because that could be genuine cramp. I'm not saying that much, but there was parts mm. that built up to us. A, having five minutes, and B, John Moss, as questionable as I thought he was at times in the game, um, was was actually in his right to play beyond that because you take into account that... He didn't we actually have a bad game. He, he kept it flowing quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was just... I think the, the one thing you do watch it, don't you, a little bit biased when you mm. see certain things. Yeah. I was screaming for a, a red for birds one though. I, I have to admit, I don't like it in football. People might say it's not a, a red card offence for shoving people. I just don't like it in football. There's no need for it. If someone's getting in your face, just back away from it. Don't take it. I get mm. it. If, if he says something and accuses you of diving, you want to react. But just it's just stupid. It's petty. And I think I think stuff like that, you could argue that Silent is kind of half hunched and ready for it, expecting it. But, he did go down very easily, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not saying Sionchu was an angel in the situation no. by any means where anyone says that. But to me, if you've got to retaliate like that, you were suspended at school. Yeah. I know that's a completely different thing, but if you started it in school more, more times than not, I mean, it probably depended if you were a cool kid or not, but you were normally sent suspended or something happened to you, weren't you, where you weren't in lesson because you start a fight. Yeah. It's just, I might be mean petty, but I just don't like seeing it in football. I don't like seeing our players do it. I don't like seeing it in general. It, it's just not needed in the game. 
Mm. And that, that to me is why you stomp it out, football, pettiness like that. I mean, Same goes to the goalkeepers holding on to the ball. You're wasting your own time. Get it to the centre circle as quick as possible so we can play around with it and piss around with it. I don't what, see the what, what, what happened to the old adage of run it into the corner? That's that's exactly how Leicester used to do it. Mm. I remember yeah. Leicester was 1-0 games and when they were flying high, yeah. when Leicester were Leicester, I remember. And, and, and again, you could call it double standards. I understand why they do it. doesn't mean I like it. But I understand why the better time wasting is let the game flow. But when we're in that stoppage time, we kill it off and run to the corners. We, we, we hoof it out for a goal kick them from our own box. It's mm. not pretty. I'm not for it. I, I, it still, for me, goes in that time-wasting pettiness sort of thing. You know, it's not so sporting, but I understand why it is a part of football. So I think it was towards the end. It was on the left wing, so I'm not sure who it was, but they were going through. They were running ahead, and there was a guy, was a first player was coming across, and whoever had it, and like I said, I'm not sure who it was, stopped, turned around, and passed the ball back. Why didn't he just... Kick it forward, run, try and run, outrun the guy. I say, and get it in that corner, and then it's just as far away, not passing it back into our own half, which is a more dangerous area. Yeah, I mean, we're also talking about, and I'm, I'm sorry, people might say, "Hey, oh, it comes back with a, a Jurgen Klopp excuse." It's not an excuse. It was, it was, no matter how you want to paint it, there was eighty seconds of complete freakish football it, it just how it, it all happened and unfolded for us um but up until then mate everybody was waiting with painted breath but in the 94th minute we were still well yeah. probably the 90, 90, 93rd minute because that's probably when or 93rd and a half minute excuse me if i'm not to burp then you know, not sure the half minute, when the attack starts. 95th but... minute, 95th minute it was. Right, so yeah. up until the 94th minute, even though we were still on edge going, all right, we've got to see out these five minutes, we were pretty pleasant with what we'd done. Yeah. Baited bits of frustration with build-up play at times and a few backwards passes, which was understandable. But it was one of their matches. Let's, let's also, as much mm. as it makes me feel a little bit sick to say, let's also give praise to Spurs because... They played a great game plan, especially in that first half, that completely nullified what we were attempting to do, which was go forward quicker. Mm. I mean, so, you know, there's a lot of me, components in every game. As much as annoyed as I am, I have, and I said this at the start, Spurs have actually done it right this time because they've got a manager who's a good tactician. He knows what he can get out of his players and he won't stand any nonsense. And I think... Unfortunately, we saw that sometimes, and you know, we sit here and we praise Brendan when he gets it right with his um, uh, tactics, but we also moan when he gets it wrong. Uh, Doug, you are a gentleman, sir. Uh, I that is really, really appreciated. Um, uh, if you'd have added like a, a, another a couple of zeros on the end there, it might have made up for tonight. But I really, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, it will be. It is a sore one to take, as Brad said. You know, if we're gonna, you know, if we were four nil down at half time, like against Man City, we, we could have been. It's it's easier to take to, to take it, or even if they'd scored like in the eighty fifth minute or something. But no, to lose that way. Um, 
and Daka, I mean, well, we're going to Daka taking Daka off. I don't get it. I don't get it. But Doug, thank you so so very much for that. Um, Dan, uh, is this the game that you would tell someone to watch if somebody said what happened to Leicester this season? Um, you're on sticky ground here being a Burnley fan, Dan. <laughs> no, but you can see it in a few seasons. It'll definitely be a quiz question. Yeah. It'll be on the sport. What happened next? Well, like I said, yeah, like I say, it is a record. We have handed a record to Tottenham. They have still haven't got any trophies, but they have got the record. No, but uh, they'll right. definitely frame it and put it in the cabinet, won't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got the video in the cabinet. Uh, I was watching United, says about with my granddad, and I was like, this is a great result. Check. And then 3-2. <laughs> Were you good at any point? I mean, overall, Tottenham was a better team, but we didn't disgrace ourselves. We, you know, you know, we. No. It, it, you, you don't win a game by having a move. No, we won the title with the least possession ever over a season of a football team. We were, you know, Spurs weren't on song tonight until the ninety-fifth minute with uh, with the scoring uh, boots on. We took our advantage of scoring when we did, um, but. There we go. Well, well, Doug. <laughs> I say thanks, Doug. Um, Brad defending woeful. Oh, sorry, bad defending woeful. Sorry, David. Uh, Mike Green, once you get your board out, he will be soon. And I'm going to go off and have, have a coffee and uh, three-course meal while he does. Brookline, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? It's been a while. Um, don't forget, we've got book coming up next week. We've got Foxes Across the Pond, our second review. And I'm sure this will get mentioned again. Uh, such an absurd ending that it is actually quite comical. We can now relax and join mid-table football and watch the youngsters play. I still say... We've got to sometimes take that year. I mean, look, okay, we're not having the best of years, um, but I think you'll agree, Brad, you know, there's a lot of teams, West Ham, Arsenal, um, Spurs themselves, Brighton, all these teams that are doing what we were doing the last year, last couple of seasons on our own, they've all suddenly come through and come back good. And, you know, sometimes you have to sort of have a season where you bite the bullet and, 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 and struggle. And I think this is this this is our season. Um, I did yeah, say but I think I think fans were still on the hopefulness that a bad season for Leicester probably still needs to be sixth or seventh, doesn't it? It still needs to somehow now end in European football. Uh, and I don't honestly know if, especially if we don't win. Europa League conference, which would give us Europa League football. I believe it's straight in. It might go into a knockout. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure we are in Europa League one way or another. It's not the best way to do it, but it would still put a European Cup in our cabinet, I guess. You know, silverware, silverware. We shouldn't turn our nose up at anything. I always say that. And yeah. But I wouldn't like to do that and finish 10th. I'd still like to kind of have a season where we finish... We sneak into maybe sixth, get it anyway, but also have a nice thing going, well, we got the Spurs dodging trophy. So, but I don't want to do it if it's going to mean we finish 10th. I, I, I think bad for Leicester needs to be, all right, they got a bit fortunate. They put a nice run together maybe at the end and snuck into Europe. Fair dues, they, they, they got it together 
just about. And then we kind of go and focus and go again when we've got the finals back. And then we've got, you know, like Liverpool this season, we've got no excuses in a way because we've mm. got everybody available to us, if that makes sense. And I don't want us to start becoming a team that's known for, for that because we as fans have never used it as an excuse. No. We've more exasperated the point when it's come to it. And, you know, again, positive tonight. Do, do think, yeah, I mean, let, let's look at, at one thing. We, we've played 19 games, right? And we've played 19 games with a lot of players out. We've got another 19 to play. So we literally yeah. are only halfway. So the season isn't over. I mean, the season's so mad. You know, I mean, look at the squad that Man United have got and look where they are. You know, who would have thought Arsenal, having had the start they had, three games, no points, would be where, where they are now? And you can thank us, Spurs, for helping you to get above Arsenal, by the way, in the table. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll take we'll take the half a million for that. Yes. Um, so, that means that, you know, we're not talking the end of the world. You know, we've got to say that this is, this is Leicester. And to me, as I always say, you know, us finishing ninth, tenth, if it has to be, is not the end of the world. You know, for, no, for Man United not, finishing ninth or tenth, it would yeah. be the end of the world. And it probably shows how far we've come that we are disappointed, yeah. you know. I, 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 yeah, and, and it's, 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 look, it's not a bad thing to be disappointed where we're on the table because yeah. I am disappointed. I want to see my club high as possible. And tonight, you know, tonight's performance just doesn't help that even, you know, even mm. more, but I want to see Michael progress, and I now want us to have the bar at the minimum of Europe. I, I, I feel mm. that if you make back to back Europe's bomb, even if you scrape in or you okay, sod it just for tonight, I'll say it. We did a we did a Leicester and bottle it, you know, and we get fifth place. We don't get the glamour of Champions League, but we still get the glamour of European football. Um, I think after you do that two successive seasons, you need to find a way to back that up. And I think every mm. Leicester fan can have that expectation. And look, like you said, we've seen more returns recently, but then one big injury, obviously, to Castagne, with him being out for about eight weeks, which is like, well, kick us one, kick us one, we're just about to smile. Thanks for that. Well, that's but, the thing, isn't it? You know, you know, Amar is going to back because mm. of, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, Vestergaard well, did, is going did we have, Did we ever think that we would be in a position where we're saying, yes, Amarty's coming back, brilliant, great getting there. I never thought we'd be saying that, you know. Um, yeah. It has, if you take the fact that I thought this season was going to be a pretty normal season after the last two that we've had, it's yeah. not. Um, you know, we, we've, we've had, you know, we are... And I don't like blaming injuries because I used to hate it when other teams use that, and I it drove me mad. And but we have, you know, some of our best players have been out injured. You could say we've not replaced Wes Morgan or that stable person at the back. Um, I mean, I said to you at the start, you know, if Hamza could he actually just become? Could he see somebody that could be turned into a defender? Because I've got to be honest with you, if I had to, if I had one place left and it was him or Vestergaard, I'd I'd pick Kurt Chaudry. Well, you saw my team early, didn't you? I put it out on Twitter. You and did. You were playing Yannick, with your little blue buttons. Yeah, and Yannick Vestergaard was not in my lineup, so I was. I even said in my Twitter twi that the lineup was great. Even with Jan Vestergaard, 
that's how it was kind of said, even though I put the words like it was kind of like, even with Best of God, that's still a brilliant lineup, just kind of wishing yeah. it had Best of God, was kind of my uh, thoughts at starting 11. And I don't want to lay the blame at one player because, yeah, he goofed the clearance and that's what set Harry Kane up. But we defended as a team and we let ourselves down as a team. So I'm not going to go on a witch and have him quite yet, but he can sit further back on the bus with Perez a little bit. He's getting a bit closer towards the Perez part of my <laughs> appreciation. How much did you give him a half, in the half-term uh, ratings for the players? I think, didn't you give Vestergaard eight or nine? I did not. <laughs> oh no, that was Perez. He gave a ten to. I mean, no, when, I you did look, not <laughs> when you look at that team, I thought, "Wow, that is not a bad team." Um, maybe he could have taken Vestergaard off instead of Thomas when he brought Justin on, but I, I have to say, I looked at that and thought, "Yep, you know that that's going for it," you know. Um, but in fairness, and I, and I do do this to, to, to other teams, so I've got to do this to Leicester just to show that, you know, I, I, can, I can take it as well as give it out. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. That's even better than my new machine. I do, I do. Uh, that is how I feel, and that's what I want. Um, we use Dakar. I can't understand why he took Dakar off. Well, actually, I, I, I can. Um, and the reason, the only reason I can see it was, um, you know, against Liverpool, Lutman was that striker when he, you know, he was playing that role. And that you know him, he was playing predominantly as a forward man, and he did he did it quite well, to be honest with you. And he did it well tonight. But yeah. what I did do tonight is he was given the runaround duty because he can do it far better and over a much sustained period than Dakar. And Dakar, who you know, if you're going to come in and be the genuine pace merchant replacement for Vardy, then he played Vardy's role. He didn't go too deep. He did come deep you know, back into his own half, but he didn't come too deep. He was sitting and running across the line of their centre-backs. He was very much Jamie Vardy-esque in what he was doing. And like Jamie Vardy, he suffered from not always getting the ball um, a great deal, which shows that he literally is going to be heavily reliant to be the next literal Jamie Vardy. And it's if we've done it again with... You know, I always say indeed he's now, if not better than Kante, for what he is for us. Uh, and that's a player I thought we'd never replace. And maybe we're hoping that's what's going to happen with him because he didn't play anything different to Jamie Vardy. When he did see the ball, he didn't have the greatest touch. He still needs to work on that at times. But his finish put Leicester against all odds 1-0 up. And, mm. you know, I wasn't surprised he came off because... You knew instantly it was going to change, that Barnes was going to go up front for Lutman and they were going to be a bit more forward in what they do. And, and Lutman could stay up the pitch and it was Barnes that was trying to pick up the ball and, and get it and, and work it into him. And again, it, it actually works, not with Lutman, but it works with it in regards to the second goal. So yeah. 
the subs didn't surprise me. And I'm not going to discredit Brennan for his subs. I mean, the only sub I would have maybe done, like you said, is I would have stuck Hamza uh, at centre back and put some more A on for Vestergaard. Yeah, yeah. Um, put anybody on for Vestergaard, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. We'd, yeah. we've got, we had Justin, we had Brunt. Is, is Brunt a defender? I can't remember. I think he I is, think isn't I, he? I, I'm not sure. I actually yeah. think. I no. could be getting this longer because I know I asked it on, on, on the day, but I think Brunt's a midfielder, but he dropped yeah, well, I, I won't argue with you because I'm not 100% sure. But I'll tell you what, take Vestergaard off and put your Pukovic on. <laughs> he, uh... the, the, the problem is, is as, as, as much as it's going wrong for him here at Leicester, it's so frustrating because there is a, there is a decent defender in there on his day because he did have good games at Southampton. He mm. really was a rock, but it's just... He's not the defender that Leicester City need. He, we do not need a six foot nine beanpole that can't move. No, and in fairness, he's coming to a back three, five, four, whatever yeah. that isn't settled. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I, every week. Yeah, and I think the I think the fact that we've seen, you know, he's seen two central defensive midfielders essentially get mm. picked ahead of him at centre back, and when he is played at centre back. The central defensive mid on the defence actually comes makes it about three. Shows me yeah. that manager wants to have faith, but really doesn't, and he's just mm. playing that it doesn't backfire. Unfortunately, tonight, and unfortunately, he'll get the main heat of it from a lot of fans. Leicester and Vestergaard suffered for it. Yeah. Mike um, there says you've just been left behind this year by the latitude rise of others, which is exactly what I said. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, uh, we have uh, been we've been getting away with it on our own, and I did say last yeah. year, maybe I cursed it because last year I, I did ask for the teams like you know the West Ham's and, and and the Wolves to kind of be up there with us, so we could break up the top six or seven more. And you know, unfortunately, now they're they're the ones going for the charge, and we're the ones lagging behind. So we really need to turn. We need to really banish this and 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 get. Get back to winning on Sunday now, it's even more vital. Yeah. Um Brighton, yeah, Brighton is at the KP, Mike. Uh, it is indeed. Um when the, the, the genius that is um Harry, sorry, Graham Potter is gonna bring his team to Leicester. If you want, and Graham Potter leaves me very nice on if you like the fact that when I rant or when uh, rants and what have you. Uh, if you want to pop, oh, it's, it's a week yesterday, the 10th of, no, it's not, <laughs> it's the 25th of January, so it's the uh, next Tuesday at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a special guest, and we, we, we've managed to get him, uh, I've got to be honest with you, that at no cheap cost, it was very, very expensive to get in, um, but we're going to have this gentleman joining us on. So there, some say it's arrogant bigoted, opinionated, obnoxious and prejudiced. No, we're not talking about Luca. All we know is he's called Blue Tinted Specs Fan. Um, we're going to be talking... I'm sure this will come up next week. Um, I'm going to try and interview this guy. He's, he's, he's so opinionated, it is untrue. That's next. Right. So that's why we're doing it at 10 o'clock, because it might just be a little bit, little bit risque, shall we say. Um, oh, he's, he's going, mate, he's going to be fuming. He's not going to be able to handle this game at all. I'm going to say, I'm just going to sort of introduce him and and go, go for a walk. 
Now, JB says here, Chris, uh, I respect you, but I don't want to hear the old, the little old one, the little old Leicester. We have top class players. It's not like we have a poor squad. We don't. I agree totally with what you're saying there, JB. I see where you're coming from, but we haven't had that full squad available all season. I say I hate blaming injuries, but whether it be COVID or, or training injuries, you know, you get Justin back, as Brad said before, you get Justin back and Castagna's out. You know, we haven't had that. Um, and I, we are, we're not Man City. We're not Chelsea. We've got to accept that. You know, we, we, we are buying players for 20, 30, 40 million. They're buying players for 80, 90, a billion pounds. So in a way... We are still old Leicester to, to, to me. Mike says here, um, you have set so high standard, which is uh, faltering you. Uh, uh, on paper, you should lose to Spurs 8 out of 10. Exactly. Um, I love this. I love this name. Rant and um, rant and react. Hey, Chris, kindly explain to me why we were given seven minutes extra time when we didn't have serious challenges, even though our defence was poor towards the end of the game. I think we covered that earlier, didn't we, Brad? You know, the, there was a couple of things that went on and, and, and a, bit of, a bit of time wasting, and um, it, it is what it is. It doesn't matter, you know, whether we, there was another nine minutes added on or whatever. We should not have let that happen to us. David says here we need a new captain in midfield. Um, Mike says Thomas is a bright future. Tom and Bookline says we can't seem to win without Perry. Here we back. I've been waiting for it. Well, welcome back, Bookline. Welcome back. Join us next Tuesday at 10 o'clock. I have a feeling I might be talking with the uh, blue, blue tinted spectacle fan about Mr. Perez. He may be one of the topics. Um, Mike Green, uh, I'm doing that. I'm doing that, mm, Chris. <laughs> uh, Aaron, good evening, sir. How are you? How bad must Benkovic have been if we allow one of the Adams family to be in our back line? Oof. Harsh. David, Daki needs, <laughs> needs a good striker. In fact, I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that one of these. There we go. That gets one of those for you, Aaron. The first one to a, to a listener. Uh, Daka needs a goose, a good striker to go alongside him. We've got three, but one's injured and one's in, in, in Africa at the moment. Sharif, good evening. How the devil are you so well come along? Uh, I haven't rewatched that the push on Soyuncu. Was it a red? Problem is, so, so I mean, the guy was down. Soyuncu bent over. I think he was worried that it might be a penalty. He was bending over to say, get up off your arse, you're faking it sort of thing. So the guy... The, First player was annoyed, and he pushed. I mean, I'm sorry, you know. <sighs> a 10-year-old boy might have fallen over. Soyuncu, you know, he, you know, he went down very easily. Let me just say that, you know. Uh, Aaron White, good evening. Uh, Vestergaard, nowhere to be seen for any of the Spurs goals, uh, whilst Cags chased everything back. Gags had a decent game. I won't argue with that. Yeah, central midfield. Cheers, Mike. Uh, it comes a bit when the Man United fan knows more about our squad than, than I do. Uh, John Moss was woeful. Um, he, he wasn't. He was, we're not going to blame the ref for that. That wasn't the ref at all. Vestergaard can only play in a deep line and not a high line. 
Sharif, uh, I generally think Vestergaard has had a decent game tonight. Hmm. David, soon be my birthday. Chris, I'll be 89. Congratulations, David, and happy birthday to you, young man. Um, I think I think we'll give you one of these. You wouldn't know I've got a new toy, would you? No, I <laughs> um, tell you what, after that performance, David, I feel 89 myself. Um, Mike says, we've done this against Villa, went 2-0 up and just stayed the same style and tactic and take a striker off and got a car on to contain and hold on. Seems you've done the same tonight. And good evening, Ant. How the devil are you? I know you went down there tonight. Um, was it as bad as it looked on the telly? Um, I hate this defence and entire setup. I see what I did notice tonight, and I don't know if you'll talk about this in, in, in your tactics, but I noticed we went back to passing it out from the back again. Oh. There was that. That was a downer. I was annoyed at that when I saw that happening. But I'm also, we are defending corners. We've, we've got rid of zonal. I mean, the commentator said we're going man for man, and we're putting players on the post, and that yeah, is which was, yeah, it was handy that our defence has changed over the last two weeks because Spurs got about four hundred corners out of us. Let's be honest. So it's yeah. a good job we thought it seems like we fixed that problem by going back to man marking. Yeah, I just wish we could do it better in a box when it's at the feet. Yeah. Aaron says, I guess at least we have a Marty back early. Like I said, I never thought we would all, all be saying this. But, well, it, it's that time when I'm going to go off and have a bit of a pee and a break. And I'm going to leave you uh, in Brad's capable hands uh, because it is this time, this time of the show for Brad's tactical appraisal. And he's going to look at the game. He's got his new dots, which he is so proud of. So, please... Please enjoy his dots, otherwise he'll be very disappointed. And <laughs> he's, he's going to try and explain um, what went wrong tonight. So I'm going to go and I'm going to leave him full screen for you all to enjoy. And I'll be back later and hand you over to Brad. Hello, everybody. Well, this is going to be fun to break down, isn't it? So for those of you that uh, weren't too happy that I was using multicolored, and I've just dropped my camera down just as I got it all set for you. That's great of me, isn't it? Try that. So I got some blue ones for Christmas. Got myself a pair of them. And this is how Leicester pretty much played the majority of the game against Spurs. It was 4-1-2-1-2. With, on the defensive side of things, Hamza Chowdhury dropping into our midfield five. And, you know, basically our centre mid and CDMs. And uh, Madison would be found wanting the ball in the halfway. And that is probably where Leicester went wrong. And they kind of changed it up in the second half, which is where I felt we were a lot better. When they actually stuck to the shape, they, um, they actually changed their defensive line in the second half. And it, this was a big difference. In the second half, what Leicester went back to was something I touched upon before. If... Um, when Spurs seem to come down a certain side, and I'm just going to use this side for example, it, in, instead of you know getting sucked in and put in a back line of, of, of uh, essentially six behind the ball, Leicester were alert to the danger. Madison would maybe put pressure on, which is something we did well. Lutman was found drop, dropping back if it was on this side. 
and between Barnes and Dakar, if the attack went down the other side, which is obviously then I mean, Leicester would defend in the defensive line that way, then Dakar and Barnes are on that side, allowing the other striker to put himself in an about position for any potential counter-attacks. And that was probably what was good about Leicester. When they defended like this, apart from them freak 80 seconds, it completely nullified what um, what Spurs were doing. I mean, it, before that, Spurs were found wanting. They were shooting from 30, 40 yards out. And because basically what it meant is, is even if they managed to break quickly and get in behind the lines, they already had what would have been a pressing right back at the time in Albrighton, who would have been there to be able to more defensive. But then the midfielder, whoever it was, whether it was Yuri or Madison or Dewsbury Hall, was able to cover and, 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 and shut the option out from coming inside because he would then be backed up. And although it left Leicester exposed, because they squeezed so well, what they started to do in the second half was completely isolate the ball into like a pig, pig in the middle section. And that's where Leicester were then able to get the ball. And on the rare occasion that Spurs allowed them to do it, because it was very rare, Leicester could get the ball pinged out from... Let me take the pen lid off. The ball would be here, and pig in the middle, the squeeze and the press would get a loose ball. And if they played the pass right, which they weren't able to do on many occasions tonight, if we're being honest, it was then played out to the spare midfielder. And then that was it, wasn't it? Leicester would, would attack in a force. They would drive up. And the catching up players had time to catch up because Leicester would then start the drive forward. And that's what Leicester, when defending like that, were at their best. Where they are actually at their worst, again, apart from that madness of the 80 seconds, um, was actually the, the majority of the first half until it actually took shape in the last like five minutes of the second half when um, they managed to get a break and some commands were given out by the manager and Casper. Um, and that was when, in a defensive shape, Leicester, let me just quickly reset it. So Leicester obviously played the majority of the second half like that, but in the first half, what they were doing on a defensive front is they wasn't keeping that that triangle and that line defence, like I said, like, like they did in the second half. What they were actually doing is sitting far too deep, and it was a mistake they were doing when Leicester went on that bad run. And, that, and, and they did it again. They kind of fell back into that trap. They felt the need to try and do what they did against Liverpool. Uh, and the difference was Spurs were quite easy we're finding it a lot easier to to create better chances for themselves um which is something you know liverpool weren't able to do but spurs were happy to be patient with the ball whereas liverpool it kind of got on the nerves that much and that kind of allowed for leicester to get away with playing such a deep defensive line and leaving such a gap because the problem in the first half really did stem from the inability for these three play in a big triangle I go back to an infamous saying that I made that when you hear the training ground videos all you can hear is five yard pass because it's always seemed to work on in training at times when we was going through that dogged slow build up play and that was it in the first half that entire triangle was probably 10 to 15 yards at the gap uh, and because they weren't able to kind of be like greyhounds out the gates and they were looking for each other and they didn't see each other in their peripheral vision or racing in front of them so they knew where to make the passing, even in attack, they were 
they were making fancy passes like that. With like, you know, the, Madison was looking that way at one point towards his own defence and played a blind pass into Dewsbury Hall, who was advancing because they're used to working within these five yards. And in the first half, for whatever reason, they went back to trying to be very deep defensive and make some fancy long-range passes for the other one to run onto and make some other fancy passes and hoping that the one that's furthest forward can lead the charge with, you know, tonight it was Dakar and Lutman. And in all fairness, in that 45 minutes, Spurs fans must have been wondering how it wasn't, it wasn't already game over, good night. Uh, thanks, thanks for turning up Leicester because it could have easily on another night been, you know, three three one at half, three nil at half time. Let alone Leicester getting the goal. But when they did get it right, they only got it right when they did what they did in the second half, which was structure their defensive line out of the defensive three and the most three most vital components to Leicester going forward: Dewsbury Hall. Madison and Tillmans were clicking in gear because when they clicked like that in a blink of an eye and it worked perfectly for the, for both the goals Leicester were in the danger zone with five bodies forward they already had Dakar and Lutman who Lutman was the defensive forward if you want to put him in that tag so he was already, he was already ahead of play even though he was very defensive for a forward Dakar was running the Vardy line as I like to call it so he was already advanced. So when M3 broke out in unison and maybe a Hamza Chowdhury is back supporting and we had that high defensive line, which not the biggest fan of when we attack. I think we've got that's that's a, that's the only downside, because I agree with the comments about Vestergaard, is you can't play that anymore with Leicester without having a back line. Because teams like Spurs, when they did get in playing this attack in, you know, having a very heavy attack was I think that high line needs to sit in between. It needs to be ready for maybe a dodgy bounce and a Johnny Evans when he's fit or a Sionchu who's looking far better and stable than he did at the start of the season to go, don't worry, I've got it, Poops it out for a throw-in. I don't want it too deep because that invites pressure, but I, don't, I think Leicester needs to find that middle ground. I think when they try and break and do successfully break the way they do, I don't want to see as matching up with the high press from the defenders. Not too bothered on the wingers. Not so much Albright, and I prefer him to be defensive in that situation because um, that's just what we get the best out of him. But JJ and Thomas can maybe then afford to press a bit higher. Um, but I would prefer to have that middle ground. Not a high, not an extreme high press sat on the halfway line, but not too deep to invite pressure on for a quick ball over the top and they're too far away to interact with it. Um, but if Leicester can rule that out, then tonight's horror show doesn't happen. But that that's how Leicester needs to defend in that system in order to get the best out of their attacking options because that's when we saw Leicester do something really good tonight. Two goals. If you look at nothing else from the, from tonight's game, you wipe all that horrible, horrible um, display in that 80 seconds or more um, from your mind and only watch the two Leicester goals, you'll actually notice that's exactly how the goals came about. There's that defensive line structure, picking the ball up, frustrating Spurs, because they were like us in the first half, but in the second half, they were trying to get forward quickly, but because of Leicester's structural defensive line, they found themselves going backwards. They found themselves passing from side to side. And when Leicester were doing that, against the runner play or not, Again, up until the most bizarrest moment I've ever witnessed as a Leicester fan, probably since 
like Chris said, the Watford playoff, the Bradford, uh, the Blackburn playoff, and the Swindon playoff. I've never seen a moment like it in all my life. Because until then, I felt, well, yeah, Spurs are having shots, but they're having from 35 yards. It does work. The way we play tonight does work. It ain't easy watching it, but has it ever been easy watching Leicester? But yeah, Chris, that's essentially where Leicester could have won the game and ultimately lost the game. I, I went like on, on my new toy. I thought they said whistle. I thought it would be like a ref's whistle. I wasn't uh, wolf whistling you then, Brad. <laughs> right, I see. I was wondering what that was. I was like, "What's he doing? Is he just like on his toy, not realizing?" You could, you could have said, "Just made me normal stream." Because I'll keep talking about how annoying that was all bloody night, Chris. Well, I know. I, I, let, I let you. Well, no, I let you explain because that's that. You know, it's your bit, and 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 uh, and it's very good, and it makes a lot of sense. I, I'm learning stuff by watching it, but yeah, I will. I will whistle you out in the future, Michael. Oh, I'll listen out for that sound, and then I'll just wrap up what I'm doing at that. Let's point. see if that's we've got problem. a better now sound. Now I know. Right, now we go. Ah, now there's a good one. Hey, you, go. you got the ball on. And then yeah. this one, this one is for Dan at Turf Moor House TV. <laughs> Who, if you remember Dan, in fact, Alexa was ignoring me. I'm bad in my when Alexa doesn't even answer me back and doesn't do what she's told. But uh, Alexa has got an amazing fart channel if you are bored at all and got nothing to do. David, you've been going down the city since 1943. Well done, mate. Proud of you. I tell you what, you deserve that. You deserve a medal, I think, as well. Um, Mike, uh, out of the back or hoof ball. Uh, Dan says, why hasn't the main question been asked? Brad is in his 30s. And has had loads of has loads of blue pills. <laughs> well, that's a very good question. Yes. Anyway, um, I'll answer that, Dan. I'll just, just, just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to get our own back, Dan. So don't even, you know, you're going to struggle on Friday, mate. I tell you. I mean, on that, you can't blame. I mean, let's let's have a look at. Um, here we go uh, at the ratings that um, obviously every week um, Alan Bennett does for us. Um, I know you've seen these. He rates the team and manager and man of the match. I've got to be honest with you. I, I think he's been pretty pretty fair there. Um, six for the team, six for the manager. Uh, I mean, the team played well, but had Spurs, I was saying that first half, had the shooting boots on. We would have been down. His man yeah. of the match was Kieran Dewsbury Hall uh, on the BBC. It's actually gone to Madison. Um, I mean, as I say, you can't blame the manager for that, or can you? No, no, you can't. And like I said, people can listen to me say it all they want and say what they like about it. I don't really care. You can't tell me that's not just 80 minutes of 80 seconds of just freakish football. Yeah, I would look. I said to you, it should have been three, four nil yeah. Spurs. Realistic, that first half, and in a way, in a way, I kind of rather as have been four, four nil down, and then you know, maybe you know, made it look better in the second half that, that, than, than the way we lost it. But I have to agree with Alan on the six because people might be sitting there expecting a four because we the way we lost the game, but realistically, if you could. 
go back in time to the 90th minute and you go back to yourself watching that game and, and, and ask him right there and then, ask yourself what were you rating the players? You're mm. probably going eight. I don't care if it's been lucky. I don't care if Spurs have fluffed it. We've, we've rode our luck and earned it tonight. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? And I think that's yeah. where people need to maybe, you know, maybe by tomorrow have, have looked at it on a different way because I could totally understand everybody's yeah. anger and frustrations. But I think six is a fair because I think you're giving them an eight. I think you're giving both manager and and, and the team an eight in the, right up until then, aren't you? If yeah. we're being honest yeah. with ourselves. I mean... At that point, yes, we weren't in the game, but we were winning, and that's all that matters. I mean, yeah. the we weren't complaining when we did Liverpool one there, were we? And we were the same in a way. No, just we Liverpool were. As... Liverpool obviously wasn't as much as an onslaught, to be fair, as no. Spurs were going and they're, forward. They're not, but... they're, not, they're not as bloody sneaky bastards as much as Spurs are. I mean, just yeah, in came yeah. on for Thomas after 53... I could say Barnes for Dakar. I probably wouldn't have done that on 75. Samare on for Dewsbury Hall, 88. I, I, I can see it with that one. I can see why he did that. He wanted to close the game out in midfield. Um, yeah. Especially, just... if the cramp, especially if the cramp was genuine. Um, my biggest gripe, and people are going to come at me in the comments for this. I know they are. But just remember how many times I've said such good words about him. I understand why Mark Albrighton stayed on the pitch. I do. Defensively, as a right back, he can definitely do that job. And he's done as proud wherever he's played. You know, I always say Mr. Fox, Mr. Reliable, does a job. Kevin. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that old Kev had a bad game by any means when I say this. But there was one thing I did want to see. I wanted to see, and I know people might say, well, it's not his natural side, but I'm pretty sure. Maybe because he come back from an injury, he wanted to get him on his preferred side, which is the left. But I would have liked to have seen some form of Thomas maybe going over to the right. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he could do it. I just wanted to see that. I wanted to see, yeah, yeah. Because in even in that final stages, like I said, even though we messed it up, we tried that sneaky free kick to get. I think it was Barnes in behind their defence when he weren't completely set for a free kick. So we clearly had the intent to want to try and wrap the game up. And again, we did have two chances to do so ourselves. Yeah. Whether people would have thought we robbed Spurs blind yeah. or not, just like just like we were against Liverpool fans, if if Barnes and Madison both take their chances and we win this game, you know, four three in the end, it would have been, I guess, if you say you get goals still going away. But it is what it is. We didn't. So you know, at the end of the day, it's just one of them we've got to take, and it's one of them that we've got to get bright in here, and the crowd have got to be almost loud to demand a response yes. i think in a way it's, i'm very grateful i mean i'm not grateful for them in general but i'm very grateful that we're not having an international break this weekend because i think that sort of psychological thing you that as a player i think that's a game you just want to get out of the way as quick as possible yeah. and suddenly can't come quick enough and you know what i understand the anger i'm not going to nick at people mm. for saying things about Tillemans tonight not so much himself directly but maybe saying oh he's not in it anymore because i know it hurts watching that i'm not yeah. gonna sit here and say you can't it, say it that is in it though till till him till him blah, 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 blah. put my teeth in and try yeah. it again tillemans is in it and yeah. that i say if you go over to the bbc website go on to the leicester city page you'll see um the tuesday talking point which is written by myself for the bbc and i make that point that tillemans 
is still fighting and he, he but he has a bad game. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you have to say foot, football isn't played on paper. On paper, you know, would have you know if it was a draw, I would have taken that before we kicked off, to be honest yeah. with you, because it's Tottenham and we always struggle against Tottenham. They seem to have this vex. Probably why I'm, I'm, I'm starting to hate them. You know, Kane, you know, is going to always get a goal against us. He scored more goals against us than anybody. And I just want to smash his face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice man, but... I think I heard, actually... Sorry to quick look, Chris, but I think I heard something ridiculous. I think if I if I heard it right and I've totaled tonight's goes on to it, I think between Spurs and Leicester, since Leicester have returned to the Premiership, there's been 50 goals. I think I heard something ridiculous like that. Was Well, it was 44, and I believe we had five to that, and that makes it 49, sorry. Yeah, so bad maths. But I'm yeah. pretty sure there was a stat like, and I'm guessing it's from Le- when Leicester returned to the Premiership, unless it's, I can't imagine it's yeah. over the entirety, because that doesn't sound so far-fetched. But the way they yeah. said the stat, I think it was since the return, because we've had loads I'm of games, haven't we, yeah. like this. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I mean, like I say, football isn't played on paper, you know, because, you know, we haven't beaten Norwich, we haven't beaten Burnley. On paper, we should do. You know, go and ask Everton, go and ask Everton if football's played on paper, you know, after they played Norwich at the weekend. (laughs) It's not, I'm afraid. Uh, And you get matches, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say these, you get matches. Wickham Wanderers FA Cup, Swindon Town playoff final, Watford playoff semi finals. You get games that are just totally like, yeah, where's that come from? That's football, and in a way, that's why we should love it. And it hurts when we're on the other end of it, but it, and it has said. And I'm not, I hate being one of those like, oh, I was there when wet weekend in the Oval on the Tuesday, whatever, but we, we've. We, we're in the Premier League. I mean, let, let's just let's just write. Let's just bring this up, Brad, um, because this is the table, and I, I got this from IKEA earlier. Hey, because nobody laughs at my jokes. I've got a, I've got a laugh. I've got a laugh ready. Right, where's it gone? Somewhere I had the the table up here. But anyway. Um, can you see that? Because I can't. <laughs> Leicester, 25 we're points. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're tenth, tenth, basically. Um, on there. Uh, just, just, we just fit on it. Let me do, in fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, let me, I should have done it a bit more like this. That, that's where, there we go. We're, we're better. You know, we are, we've won, lost, won, lost, won. You know, we were in out, in out. We're going to start shaking it about soon. Consistently uh, inconsistent, Chris. I've always said it about us. Yep. I've said again on the BBC one I wrote, we are consistently inconsistent. That's what we are. Um, we let a, we've let a lot of goals in for the top half of the table, but then we know we've had defensive problems. Like we've, I've never, you know, I'm 60. I've never known us have defensive problems like this. But we're not, you know, we've played 19 games. We've got another 19 to come. That would give us, if we replicated the start of the season, that would give us 50 points. Now, we're not going to, it's not going to win us anything, but it's, it's going to be safety. You know? And yeah, but that, 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 uh, no, I don't like that. I want us to see 25 as a little bit of, well, not a little bit, no, 
Of course, I don't want that because it, it, it's bad. Um, but I would want us to do better and I would want us to do better this season, you know, but, you know, Everton, I'm sure, thought we were going to have a good season. Man United, I mean, look at Man United. <laughs> With the yeah. players they've got, they should be having the season from heaven. I suppose when you've got to look at it, it'd probably be better for... And the problem is it's not going to happen now until probably March or April time. But realistically, what you'd like to know now, going into them second half of the season games, is how far are we behind? Because it looks there as, you know, it's 10 points behind United. I can't quite see. It might be 33, so it might not be. I'm pretty sure it's we're on 25, they're on 35. I'm correct with what I saw. 25, um, Man United on 35, yes. yeah. So we've still got two games on than that, but you know my preference, I'd rather have the points on the board, I'd of rather course, know where yeah. we are. Um, so we can't assume that we beat them, but what point do you get to? Where do Leicester want to be before they play them games? Because for me, that's the target now. We're, we're, we're up against the eight balls, so these 19 games become even more precious than what they already are, because mm. it's all well and good saying that six points. Realistically, it's four. It's it's absolutely nothing. It's ten points right now. That's that's the whole cold, cold hard fact of it. Games games in hands or not, where we want to end this season, we cannot do twenty five points and expect to get it, because then that means the team that are in that position realistically only need what fifteen points. They don't even need to win a quarter of them games if we're going to try and do that. Whereas, yeah. you see all them losses, if we can make them losses split between draws and wins and we can make them draws yeah. into wins and we yeah. have a killer second half of the season, they're still, you know, we. I'd rather go into like get into at least one of them games going with two points off it, knowing that a win could take us into it. But people are, people are I mean, I, I was listening to a Spurs show last night, Tommy Talks Ball. And he said, "Good evening to Niall. You you come in to um, uh, <laughs> check out your opponent for the quiz next week. <laughs> we'll worry about Brad. He's on a winning streak at the moment of one. Um, <laughs> you know, people are saying like, oh, you know, Graham Potter is the next Messiah, and these Spurs fans were going, oh, he's, he's he's the best English manager around. Blah blah blah. We are only actually." Um, where are we? Five. We're only four points and one place behind them, and we've got two games in hand. <laughs> we we shouldn't be but, worrying. But tonight could have just really. I was so open at two one. It would have stayed that way. And, I, and again, even even though it was shocking, I would have taken two all, obviously. But yeah. I just wanted this to be the point where it finally happened and the screw was turned. And it's, that's not to say we haven't just given it half a turn off and we can't just Sunday go and win and suddenly we ride the wave of that because that would yeah. that would obviously then make spirits a bit better if we can open up a bit of a gap or can close a gap on, on Brighton because oh, I just you know how I say I try and be careful with what I say yeah. and make yeah. predictions because I always believe karma yeah. comes and gets you um, and I'm just dreading if we lose on Sunday really I really am 
Me yeah, personally, yeah, I can't I mean, afford that. The, the Potter's Brilliant Brigade yeah. will be out. With, I'll, have, I'll have to be sat here praising them, and I think yeah. I just know tons of people are going to enjoy that in a way. Even if we yeah. do lose, they're going to enjoy me. I have to say that Potter's mastermind yeah. up winning against us. JB, you keep mentioning the same post, and <laughs> I don't know if I did, I've not put it up, and I don't think I will because it is about Graham Potter. Um, uh, Melina, good evening. How how the devil are you? Um, uh, Tottenham are above you. Sorry about that. But then I've still got to thank you for losing to Forest and setting up as a up in East Midlands derby. Um, I'm not on now. I'm on it now. I'd rather get knocked out by Arsenal. It's not yeah. going to be so funny when we get knocked out by Forest, is it? Um, so anyway, let me ask you this though. No, you can't. Um, we, we we are dissecting the season. At the start, before the Villarreal game, you know, do you think we would be having the season we had if we had a fully fit Fafana, if James Justin um, had been fit, if Piera had been fit and not been uh, injured as much, if um, Castagna, you know, he, he's been in and out with, with injuries, same with Johnny Evans. You know, if we if we had all of those fully fit and not the injuries we would be looking at a lot better season, wouldn't we? You, you would be under the, the, the impression we would be. I, I couldn't yeah. see why we wouldn't. And people might say, oh, it's easy to say that, but we've got to deal with this. No, we're dealing with what it is. We understand what it is. And we're taking, yeah. that's probably why, to a degree, we can sort of think about it for a second and, and you know, take a breath and give our points a bit calmer than than you, you, you normally want to sometimes. I mean, I was going to unleash every curse word under the sun if we'd gone live at full time, mate. But having that and sort of looking at that it... That would have been an interesting watch along. Yeah. Can, I just, um, can I just quickly ask... Sorry, I just need to very quickly interrupt you. Sorry, Brad. Uh, I just want to ask the, the, ask the audience. It felt like I'm on I'm Want to Be a Millionaire. Um, I am thinking of doing a watch along for the Leicester um, Forest... Cup fifth round cup game um, because it's on the BBC, so I can get it on my on my laptop here um, because if I watch the other games via one of the uh, the old sticks, as they say. It, I'm not. We're not going to do commentary. I can't see the point in listening to these fan channels and you've got somebody like me, Josh, doing a commentary. It's, you know the BBC yes, but but the idea is have the telly on or the radio, listen to the commentary, and join us as if we're in the pub watching it and having a beer together and we can talk about it is anybody up for that let me know and we'll get something sorted back to you brad i'm sure you've got to have to have a word with mike about this come on mike get your hat on <laughs> potter is class what has he won what has he won it's, not, it's no it's not even what he's won come on let's not be let's let's not turn into one of them ones because that's that's what we get that's what we were getting weren't it when we were saying things about managers what 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 a blessed to everyone and it bites you on the arse uh well it brought, brought, brought you know it, well, he's, right, he's had 21 good games in the english yeah. premier league well he kept, well i mean he kept brighting up he did he did exactly what you you as brighton fans i i, I probably would probably agree that for the first couple of seasons we talk about teams suffering from second season syndrome and, and, and whatnot, but Brighton have been around now for, for a fair few seasons. And, okay, yeah, I would want to see it on more than just 21 games. I'm with you on that, but I can't sit here 
and say, oh, well, he's not won anything. It doesn't make him good. He, a good manager because he's proven to be a good manager. He's made me a couple of slithers of humble pie by going, all right, maybe you can pull it together and keep this going. Maybe you're not going to finish 14th and have a decent season. But like people said about us, even after winning the league and probably even a few fans still managed to find a way to say it this season, even after winning the FA Cup, um, is, you know, OK, that was great. Do it again. And if he does it again over these remaining games and they do finish in Europe, you're going to have to tip your hat to him. He ain't a class manager right now. He's nowhere near that calibre. He, You have to earn that over yeah, decade or two, you know. Would you even put Brendan Rodgers in a class manager, even though he won us the FA Cup? No, not really. He's not a world-class I'd put, I'd manager. Put him, I'd put him above Potter, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. If you're, if I mean, you're going in your mind, say, but Potter's... I'm not, I'm not having to go at Potter and... You know, I just don't get into this. That you know, every time he bends down, the sun shines out of his backside. You know, yeah, he hasn't. He's kept a, a, an average side up. He did no better than um, you know. He did what Nigel Pearson did at Leicester. You know, yeah. Um, that's it. That's all he's done in the Premier League to date. Well, all I'll say to you is, do you remember? Do you remember yesterday's news? Or as Burnley fans know him by the name Sean Dyche. Do you remember that, mate? Do you remember when he kept keeping Burnley up and he was linked with the England job and all? Let's just see. Because if in four years' time he's managed England and Brighton into Europe, then I'll sit here with a whole bloody casket of humble pie and eat it. I will. I will. If he gets, but, if he gets Brighton into, the, into Europe in any in any form this season, I will give him a you know a bit of credit on, on the on in the plus column. Um JB says. Do you blame Rodgers for how we started? Lack of motivation from the players no. from the get-go? No. And, and, can, and, you know. and, and here's the point, in, in, in back to reference about what you said about would we be a lot better if we had start being able to start the season with, you know, Pereira, Castagne, Pafana, you know, Silencio Evans, et cetera, et cetera, fully fit. In a way, I think that's what's actually... And people might say, oh, it's an excuse, you're using the injuries, here we go, we're going to hear it. And, and, and I want to explain straight off and... The thing is, I think we'd be a lot better because there's no way we play that slow build-up or probably even more we we stayed away from man marking because Brendan didn't feel... And maybe it's, you know, it's Brendan going... This is, this is obviously clearly Brendan going, my bad, I should have had a bit more faith in him, but he didn't feel that we could do the man marking without these players in. He maybe felt that he wanted players playing out of position playing centre-back and players that were having bad confidence to maybe get more of a couple of touches under the ball instead of trying to make them passes because they weren't comfortable. They were new to the side. They weren't up to speed with a high-press Leicester like best guards completely suffered with. They weren't expected to play as much mm-hmm. as maybe as a Bertrand's got considering he was a free. You know, they... And we said the same last year about Fuchs and that, when they had to play. You know, when Fuchs went on that run and then eventually you saw the tired legs kicking in and that's when he had that horror performance against Liverpool. You know, these things are all accountable. And I know it's hard to kind of hypothesise, but you would feel that, you almost feel that Brendan showed his cards by showing that he's not quite as confident and comfortable not having his back line available to him. Or a majority of that backline. I think he can cope without one. 
I think he doesn't mind that. But when he's got to cope without four of his back line, essentially, which is probably Castagne, you know, you could argue, obviously, Thomas goes into that. You've got four or five. You've got Castagne, Ricardo, Fafana, and Sionchu. Because I think it's very clear to say that it's a good job that Cags has found his feet a little bit because you clearly saw with Cags the one thing he's always seemed to suffer with. If he hasn't got someone like Evans next to him, he doesn't always yeah. play with that confidence because he has that ear in him. And, and maybe because he's been told he has to take that upon himself, that's why we started to see Cags play a bit better. But still, I don't think Brendan feels comfortable. I think that's why it was slow and why it was methodical because he wanted them to have the, he wanted them to be able to have the ball at the feet and yeah. build them, build themselves into confidence by playing yeah. that way. And when it wasn't working, this is why we're still having that issue yeah. when we do it like today when we passed it around the back at times. It wasn't what yeah. we needed to do. We needed to do what we were asking them to do, which was hoof it out yeah. for a throwing in their half, etc. JB says here, uh, Potter transformed Usterund, I think, from the fourth division of Sweden to a first division club, and I believe he won a cup there. Well, Sweden. <laughs> we we sit here and we say, you know, Brendan Rogers did it at Celtic. Whoopie do. You know, there wasn't even Rangers in the in the league when yeah. uh, when he did most of that win. Yeah. So so he's not he's not a brilliant manager because he won a yeah. few cups at, at Celtic. And look, I'm not I'm not going to come out and say anything against the Swedish league. I never watch it. I don't know the calibre of it. I don't know the quality of it. So I'm not going to sit here and say oh, it's also a crap league because I can't put it in that bracket personally. I can't comment on what I've never seen. But it might sound like it's backing up the point he's making, but he did this with Brighton. Sean Dice did it. Well, finished the job for it with Burnley. Bournemouth came through the divisions. Where are them clubs? Because one of them's about to lose the championship, one of them's in the still in the championship, and Brighton are only just starting to progress. And this is only over half a season, as well as it's gone, and as much credit as Potter does deserve. Again, I will reiterate the point: these teams. What happened to Eddie Howe? Oh, he's now manager Newcastle, who are now going back down to the championship. You know, we give these managers Eddie Howe another name that was at one point towards the England job for a whisper and bigger mm. and better things to form. Look what happened over the longevity. When either of these managers weren't being offered the opportunities as people and the papers were trying to report they should be given or they themselves didn't take the jump. It'll be interesting to see where Potter is as a manager in two seasons' time and who he's managing. Because if yeah. all of a sudden in two years' time he's managing Brighton and the back down the 14th, Brighton France will still be thrilled. Trust me, I know I speak to a few of them. They'll be thrilled to still see their yeah. team in the Premier League doing well under Potter. Cool. They won't really care. They'd love to see European football. Obviously, who wouldn't? But my point stands is it'd be no different to what was last overhyped and last overhyped. And to be fair, it's a bit disrespectful to keep doing it to managers because then all of a sudden, when the papers work their magic and keep bigging him up, and realistically, he's just having a really good season at Brighton, not saying again, not saying he's not a good manager, I'm just putting the perspective. All of a sudden, young fans flip and go, Oh, yeah, why aren't we in European football all of a sudden, even though we've never made it in our entire lives? And all of a sudden, because the papers keep saying he's awesome, we're not doing as well as we should yeah. be. That's yeah. what happens. That's the mentor that I don't like. I can say, come back in, in a couple of years. Well, I couldn't have, 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 have 
Yeah, I'm glad you were able to cut me off because I could have gone to run an hour. You were, you were. That's why I put in on you. Um, as uh, a JB says here, and it is exactly the um, exactly the point that I was saying. Um, talk about the Swedish exactly, league. Mate, exactly. Like I say, you know, there wasn't. He hasn't even got. I mean, at least when at least when Gerard won something with Rangers, he had Celtic in the same league. So yeah, Rogers didn't even have that apart from the last season or so. So I tell you what, I, I don't know if if you what, whether you got the same commentary as me, but they were saying on on BT that um, Peter Schmeichel was writing about Casper, and he was saying that he owes so much of what he's learned to Nigel Pearson. I mean, well. What is it? This is his eleventh season now, and he's probably spent just shy of most of those under Nigel Pearson. Yeah, there was always from his earliest days, and, and probably but he says he's most... developed he developed Casper more than any other manager has done, and that that would include Sven as well, because Sven was his manager a couple of times. Well, well, yeah, but Sven, a Sven was manager of him in very sporadic periods. Um, he sent him out on loan. He would, he, well, he had him on loan at one point. Well, he was obviously manager of Leicester with Schmeichel. In fact, I think mm. it was him that brought him in, wasn't it? If I'm Yes, right, it was Sven, wrong. yeah. So, obviously, the, but the problem is, is, is Nigel Pearson probably had, and I would probably say more a goalkeeper, in his pinnacle years, in his most learning years, it, it 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 was just he was in Casper's career the most and he was in his career at the most time when a goalkeeper can learn because he would have dealt with him in between that parts where he was probably getting frustrated reading just like his dad, just like his dad, just like his yeah. dad and, and that and obviously when you're the manager of a club for as long as Pearson was and and, and, it, and in your you're in that player's life for big majority of his, his career when he is still learning what we have to remember is probably after Pearson is Ranieri need to train him? Not really mm. I can't imagine Ranieri's character was so much on keep working keep doing it, you know, he, he, he just did what he did as a manager. Has Rogers had to do any training with him? Certainly not Paul couldn't, couldn't take charge of a light switch let alone a plug socket or that, let alone train Casper or help him develop anything. The guy was flipping so defensive it'd have put Casper in, in the stands. But you know, there also comes that point, like I just said, Pearson was probably women for not just the predominancy of his career so far at Leicester, but in the most vital point of his career. And I understand why Peter, as a goalkeeper, knowing that as well, knowing that he probably learned his best when uh, with Ferguson, obviously, for obvious reasons. But you know, that was his pivotal point. And Nigel Pearson was practically, if not all of it, he was definitely 80% of that. So I, I do get why he relates that to Pearson. People don't need to read into that and get twisted because, like I said, for the last five or six seasons, he's not had to learn anything that he can't teach himself or it comes, it happens or it don't, I, you know what I mean? I, I just thought it was a very nice thing for him to say. To be not yeah. it, and yeah. it was a very true statement, to be honest with yeah. you. Very yeah. true. Um... Do you know what? Um, Turf Morehouse, Dan, I'm going to say to you now, so I'm not going to put that up. 
um, message me after the end of the show. I want to chat with you. So give me a message at the end of the show, um, just in response to what you've just posted. Dan, I have modded you. Um, I don't know whether you've got two. You modded as Mike Green and the picture's like a shadow man walking. Um, so whether you've got two accounts or not, I don't know. Um, but if you have, send me the other one that you're on now and I'll, I'll use that one. Final question. Um, uh, he says, <laughs> um, Gareth Southgate was there tonight. Uh, Who do you think impressed him? Uh, well, his love child Kane always impressed him. He could have not. He could have actually chose not to play and score, and he probably said Kane was his favourite player. Yeah. Um, I think at times Madison did. Um, I think. He probably went to see Dewsbury Hall at his best, at one of his best. He's been in right form. And there's obviously been a lot of good things said about him by certain pundits like Jeff Stelling came out and made some very good comments saying anyone remember the name. He might have had an eye on him. I wouldn't have been surprised if he was there to see all the Leicester lads, to be honest with you. I don't think it was, especially James Justin, must have been nice to see him get minutes in front of the... Because he, he was, they were saying on BT how close he was. He was. He was like Barnes as well, wasn't he? He was close, yes. yeah. in my opinion. Um, but I think in terms of impressing, I don't think anyone from Leicester or Tottenham did anything to make Southgate suddenly go, wow. I think he saw what he needed to see from Madison and it was kind of like when he got an assist, got a goal, you know, well done. Did, did yeah. exactly what I wanted. He didn't wow anything, but you're not always expecting that with Madison. You know, you know that's that's you saw a professional side to Madison's game. Was it as good as previous weeks? Probably not. But then, like I said, when I broke it down, the midfield was a bit off key tonight with how separate they were. Doesn't always go to plan either. But when he got things right tonight, he did it well. But I don't think there's anybody where Southgate's going to look at his notes, going, "Yeah, I want to look back at that." I want to look back at that, that that five minute spell where they could not get the ball off him, or every pass went to a man and he created four chances. That's what I want to see from him. That's impressed me. You know what I mean? I don't think there was anything to make him really feel the need to say, I've got to go outside the top six. Sorry, lads, I need to take one of these players from a lesser perspective. Because he won't judge it off Madison's last six games. He'll judge him off what he saw tonight. Yes. Yeah. And I think he'll look at that and say, it's good, but I've already got that in midfield. Unfortunately, um, yeah. but yeah, I, unfortunately, I think people were good and gave a good account of themselves to, to a degree. But I don't think there's anybody from a lesser perspective that Southgate's just underlined the name. And then, like I said, the same from Spurs. I mean, we know Kane's going, we don't, nobody cares. So it's not an issue with Kane. But again, apart from his goal, Kane was actually kept relatively quiet, to be honest yeah. with you. We'll yeah. note that now as well. Um, like I said, 35-yard Rangers, and that ain't nothing to be smiling about. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's going to be smiling about the bloody result, but <laughs> on that, on his own personal performance, minus the goal, I don't think he'd be overall happy if he was to be his harshest critic. No. But we, we regroup, and we, we go again. Um, yeah. Guys, if you are watching, uh, I should have put this up earlier. This is what I need. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now.
yeah give us a subscribe please it all helps support the channel um that's it really uh we come we go again at the weekend we've got brighton um I'm not surprised we lost tonight. It was very annoying the way we lost it. But if he'd have said at the start, you're going to lose against Tottenham, I wouldn't have been surprised because we always do. I'd be more annoyed if we don't get something at home to Brighton. Really, really will. Um, what's happening this week? Um, Brad is... Are you free for the quiz on that? Did you have a word with Maisie? Uh, yeah, she did. She got back to me, but she was doing a watch-along um, for their game. Um, so I can't remember if she did the women's or the men's one. To honest with you, so I know they keep off at roughly the same time as well. So she yeah. hasn't got back to me, but I'll message her. I'll message her and find out and get back to you. I I should be three. I've got two times in my head. And I can't remember if we said half six or half eight, and I just want to make sure because if it's a half six, I'd rather do it at half seven. And of um, course, you've got the special show at ten o'clock that night. Yes, yes, I know that one, mate. That's and, already. And if it. you can't, if you can't make it, I can I say always sort of get uh, get Josh in if needed. Um, yeah, no, tomorrow no. at seven, we're going to be speaking to Simon. Unfortunately, from Premier Hotspur TV, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. And at nine o'clock tomorrow, we're going to do the big fat football quiz because Crystal Palace are coming to town. Yes, um, <laughs> Lionel Richie. From um, whatever, but Eagle Palace TV. Uh, you'll see tomorrow. He looks just like uh, Lionel Richie. He's going to be here nine o'clock tomorrow, and then we're back to um, the normal football shows. Um, and hopefully, I'm going to be on Dan's channel on Friday night at nine o'clock. So, Brad, as always, young man, thank you very much. And uh, I thought you'd swear more than that. I've got to be honest with you. Well, to be honest with you, mate, I was just such in a shock. I had to focus so much on what I was saying because, honestly, I said tonight to someone, I said, if you want to see me speechless, make sure you check me out because you might get me just trying to figure out what I have to say and try and turn it into a slightly less negative, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think swearing was out of my head. Let's finish with this sums up the performance. Love my new toy. <laughs> Love my new toy. You like the rest of a new whistle over Christmas, mate. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, I will speak to you before, but other than that, um, I will see you Sunday Sunday evening. Yes, I shall see you then. I've got. Uh, oh God, that's just me. I just remember now. I've got podcast tomorrow again, and I've got the. Weekend off until Sunday, so look forward to it. Yeah, indeed. If we don't beat Brighton, though, I might not be able to. I'm not. I might not be professional. I might not. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for when you start to be. Boom, boom. Um, hey. 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 Yo, I'll give you. I'll link you my PayPal so you can pay me instead because I have to put up and suffer with him instead of sending it to Chris. Stop paying him to not be funny. Come on, let's pay. You know. Um, no, you really, mate, work, mate. It's all uh, deserved. And again, cheers, Doug, for helping yeah, him out. And it's great. Yeah, cheers, Doug. Uh, that meant a lot. Uh, to anyone who supported, by the way, not just Doug. I just it's one of. <laughs> Thanks very much, as always, Brad. I actually don't feel too bad now. Yeah, you do. So, you're gonna have a cry after this, aren't you? I am. Sorry. I said you're gonna have a cry after this when the camera goes off, aren't you? Aren't I, ever, ever, ever the professional on cam. What I do off cam, you don't want to know. 
that's another channel at another time. That's all I will say. <laughs> Brad, mate, thanks so much. Hey, this is Leicester. Awesome, we, we, why are we surprised? Why are we surprised? But I'm yeah. going to go off and, and check and see when my Twitter's not working. I will speak to you um, before the weekend, obviously. Take care. Thanks yeah, a lot, mate. mate. Yeah, Cheers. take care. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad, as always, and thanks for his tactical um, talk. Uh, I found him fascinated. I look at that thinking, like, I just look at that and think, why didn't he pass the ball? <laughs> there we go. Anyway, um, back tomorrow. Back tomorrow at 7 with the opposition match show, and I'm really not looking forward to it. Thankfully, I'm doing it with uh, Simon, who is a, is a really nice Spurs fan, so it should be okay. Right, thanks very much for everybody that joined in. There's a lot of you in, a lot of comments there. We managed to keep it clean, so I don't think I'll get banned tonight. <laughs> Whatever you do, look, this is, if you're a Leicester fan, you, we, we shouldn't be surprised. This is Leicester. This is what we do. Consistently inconsistent over the years. You know that. It doesn't make it any easier, though, does it? Good night, guys. Stay safe. See you tomorrow. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.